We are on a mission to empower busy women with the tools and skills they need to grow a successful, profitable and purposeful handmade creative business. A business that they are excited to jump out of bed for every morning. A business that allows them to quit the day job and start living life how they want to live it. Welcome to the Handmade Business Podcast with your hosts Anna Maria and Lindsay Warren. So this week, unfortunately, it's just me um, as my lovely co-host Anna has got a poorly daughter, but I am joined by a very special guest expert, so which I'm super excited about today. So I've got the lovely Claire Sweet from Peace Together Money Coaching. Um, so Claire is a money coach and she's got some great hints and tips to share with us today all about sort of finances for small business owners. Um, but I'd really encourage you to go and check out Claire's um, Instagram page. She's been doing some great reels. Um, and for me, she's really putting the fun in finances, which is no mean feat, because I think that's that's a real talent. Because when it comes to finances, quite often there can be a lot of fear come up. And I'll be the first to say that accounts are not my favorite job and dealing with money, but they are definitely a necessity um, when it comes to running a business. So welcome, Claire. I'm so excited that you're joining us today. Hi, it's lovely to be here. So great to be back and be able to have this conversation with you today. So much has happened since we last spoke and it's just brilliant to be able to be back here now today. Thanks so much, Claire. So just tell us a little bit about, you know, I've given you a little bit of an introduction, but tell us a little bit more about yourself and your business. Hi, yeah, of course. So um, my name's Claire Sweet and I'm a financial advisor and money coach. I live in Kent in the southeast of the UK and I've got alpacas in my garden, uh, which might sound a bit bizarre, but I'm not your normal sort of financial advisor. Um, I've currently got bright red bits in my hair. I've had pink hair before and I don't wear a suit. I'm not a shiny bloke in a suit type person. Um, I like finance to be approachable. I think that if you can get your numbers sorted, It means you can take away one of the biggest headaches that you have in business and in life. And you can get on with doing that thing that you love because you love your business. You're good at what you do. And what you don't want to be doing is running out of money or worrying about your numbers. And that's where I come in. Oh, I absolutely love that approach to finances, Claire. So that's definitely why, you know, we wanted to invite you on the podcast, Um, you know, because I think people would just relate to how, you know, to that, that approach that you have. So I've got some questions lined up for you, Claire, just things that will really, I think, help people with their business, particularly when they're starting out with a small handmade business. Um, So the first thing is, when should small business owners register for tax? So it does depend on the business that you're running, but I would suggest that you do it straight away. Now, you don't have to register straight away because if you're Um, turnover, your amount of sales is less than a thousand pound a year. You've got an exemption that is like a trading allowance. That means you don't have to declare it. So if you are just making a few bits and pieces, it's a bit of a hobby. You're thinking it should go into becoming a business, but you've not made loads of money. You don't have to worry about registering straight away. You're not going to get into trouble if you don't. That being said, the earlier you register, the earlier you can start to offset your expenses against your business. So when you're in business, you only have to pay tax on your profit once it reaches a certain level. And one of the things that we do to reduce our profit is that we claim for the expenses. You know, if you are in a business where you're making things and you've got to buy 
equipment or supplies or that type of stuff. If you haven't registered as self-employed, you can't deduct those off your sales when coming to your profit. So I certainly would do it earlier than later. And you can do all that online now. It's really so much more straightforward than it was in the olden days. Oh, that's brilliant, Claire. Um, yeah, I think that's just such great advice. And I have to say, when I started my business, I registered straight away. And, you know, because it, it, being able to offset those expenses really is helpful when you're buying a lot of equipment and things in the beginning. Um, so, Claire, what is the earnings threshold when you do need to start paying tax in the UK? So you don't pay any tax until you're earning £12,500 per year in terms of the amount of profit that you make as a sole trader or the amount of income you draw out of your business if you're a limited company. Now, I'm aware that a lot of your um, listeners are likely to be sole traders. So one thing I would say is that when you're setting up your business or if you're in the early days and you haven't already, I would have a separate bank account that you use for your business, even if it's just a separate personal account, you know, you've got an account somewhere kicking around with two or three pound in that you don't use anymore. Keep your business money separate because then you'll be able to see more easily if you're making a profit or not. And then you'll know whether or not you're going to need to be paying money for tax. So it's still a good idea to put away money for tax. But in the early days, it doesn't matter. The danger of running it all out of one account is that if you've got other money coming in from another job or maybe your partner's got income, and you've got child benefit coming in and other bits and pieces is you could end up at that twelve and a half thousand pound limit without realizing you have um, and then you get a nasty shock when your tax bill comes so it's always worth keeping it separate yeah oh great advice thank you for that um so claire what do you think is the best system for um that you recommend for people to deal with their business finances so I use a simplified version of Profit First, which is a book by Mike Michalowicz. He's an American. Um, and what I've done is I've taken it and created something that works for the UK market. And in effect, what you do is you have separate bank accounts for your business and you either have one account with different pots of money. So if you bank with one of the more modern banks, someone like Tide or Starling, you can have separate pots within your account. If you don't and you bank with a traditional bank, so I bank with Lloyd's or if you bank with um, Barclays or NatWest or whoever, you may need more than one account. But effectively, what you do is when your money comes in each month, you put some money away for your tax, some money for your salary and then some money for expenses. And by doing it that way, you make sure that you always get paid because one of the mistakes that I see business owners make very frequently is they are so excited that money started coming into their business they start buying loads of stuff they either sign up for things online they do websites and business cards and graphics packages in canvas that they can make all their pretty websites and stuff but they don't leave enough over at the end of the month so that they get paid and ultimately this is a business you need to get paid otherwise it's a hobby so um, by using a profit first type method you can make sure that you're getting paid and that you don't grow too quickly in terms of the stuff that you spend if that makes sense yeah I I think that's wise advice because it can be very tempting when you first start out in business that you you know you want to buy like you say all the business cards all the stuff and then you're perhaps buying equipment and um, a lot of us handmade business owners do get carried away buying craft stats I'm sure a lot of us relate to that so yeah so I think sort of keeping that you know, that kind of um, focus on those different pots is a really good way to go with it. Um, So you've touched on this briefly, but um, should small business owners actually have a business bank account? Is that important or not, Claire? 
It depends on the structure of your business. So if you're a limited company, you will need to have a business bank account because your limited company is a separate legal entity. And so you have to. If you are a sole trader or a partnership, you don't need to have a business account. You should just have a separate account. And yeah. I say by keeping it separate, you can see at a glance and throughout the month when you look at your figures, are you making a profit? What can you afford to pay yourself? Because the thing is, if you are running a business and you can only afford to pay yourself £500 a month from your business every month into your personal account, if that's not enough to pay your bills at home, then you're going to need to find a way to top up the difference. You're going to need to get a second job or take in a lodger or walk someone's dog or do something to make that extra money. If you've got all of your money in one account, you tend to be sort of robbing Peter to pay Paul and you don't realise quite often whether you've got enough money coming in or not. Um, so, yes, yeah, certainly separate accounts, but not necessarily a business account unless you're a limited company. Right. Is there any advantages if you actually have a business account as regards to a personal account, do you think? Not specifically. I mean, one thing to bear in mind is that with a business account, there are usually bank charges, whereas personal accounts in the UK are usually free. Um, so what I would say is a limited company, yes, you're going to need a business bank account. But for a personal account, um, you might be just as well on a, on a sole trader to use a personal account to avoid some of the fees because, yeah, it's £7 a month or whatever it is. But that's £7 you can't be spending on something else. So, yeah, not necessarily. But though there's no advantages specifically. Um, the only thing I would say is that in terms of things like the coronavirus support and things that's been available this year, that has only been available to businesses or some of it's only been available to businesses with a business bank account, so like the bounce right. back loan was. Yeah. Um, but that being said, all of the other things, they didn't mind anyway. So in the scheme of things, it doesn't matter a great deal. No. Oh, brilliant. Thank you ever so much for sharing that. So, Claire, what is one common mistake that you see small business owners making with their finances? I think it's putting their head in the sand and not looking at it um, because they think it's complicated. They just sort of either run away completely or they put it to the back of the list and think, I'll do that later. And they don't quite get to it. So, you know, going to your accountant once a year and having no idea whether they're going to tell you that you've made £2,000 or £20,000 is not a good idea. You should have some concept on an average month of how much money is coming into your business and what you're spending out on stuff. Now, it doesn't have to be complicated. I mean, for the first seven years of my business, I did my accounts in an exercise book. You know, I've only gone over onto using sort of spreadsheets and software like Zero from my accountant over the last two years prior to that. So, yeah, longer than seven years. In fact, I had it all in an exercise book. But yeah. it meant that as the course of a month, I can look and say, right, I've had this amount of money in and I've spent this amount of money on stuff, which means I can see that I'm making a profit and what the rough idea of what that profit is. Yeah. That's brilliant. Thank you very much for that. Um, so what is one piece of advice you would give to small business owners about their finances? I think the key thing would be to not spend too much too quickly. So on the profit first type method that I use, um, he suggests that of the money that comes into your business account each month, you spend no more than 30% of it. So just under a third on operating expenses. So that might be if you need to buy equipment or stock or you're paying for a VA or someone to manage your website or whatever, but you keep your costs to under 30%. That then gives you 55% for you to take as salary and 15% to put away from your tax. Now, I would suggest putting your tax 
away now from today from you know the start or the start of next month or whenever you want to do it but as the money comes in put your tax money away now you might be sat there thinking well i'm not going to earn twelve and a half thousand pound this year i'm not going to need to pay any tax but at some point you will and it's a good habit to get into and if you get to the end of the year and you don't need it for your tax money you could use it to pay for some coaching or a mentorship that you really wanted to do but you didn't think you had the money you could use it to buy that big piece of kit or machinery or a new laptop or whatever where you're thinking i'd really like one of those but it's two thousand pound i don't know if i can justify it if it's at the end of the year you can take it out of that account then and know that it's not money you need for salary or bills or costs. So it's a really good habit to get into um, because your business does go, hopefully, up year on year. Um, and one of the shocks that sole trader business owners often get is that the first year that you make profit in your tax return, in January, when you come to make your payment, you have to pay your tax for this year plus half as much again for next year. And that actually really catches people out because they don't realize that they're effectively paying in advance. Over time, it all works out absolutely fine because the following year you've paid some, you pay a bit more, you pay a bit in advance for the following year and it all works out. But that first time you have to pay it, it can be a massive shock when you think, oh, I might have to pay a tax bill of £2,000 and you've saved £2,000 and then actually they ask you for 3000 because you've got to pay half as much again. So yeah, put your tax money away from word go it's not your money you know if you were an employee when you get paid they take off your tax and national insurance before they give it to you because it's not yours so you just have to have a bit of willpower i suppose and when you see that money come in for a client if you get a thousand pound this month in from your clients you need to take 150 of it and put it into a savings account and just not spend it yeah i think that's great advice and you know when i sort of do my um finances and stuff I have a separate bank account for the tax so I as I pay myself I pay the tax account at the same time so then I know you know that I'm taking the right amount out every time so I think that is really brilliant advice um so do you think it's necessary to hire an accountant when you're sort of a a full-time small business owner I would say yes but then equally I would say I didn't Uh, which might sound a bit strange but when you start off in business you have to make choices as to what you spend your time on and what you spend your money on and if there's not a lot of money in your business you will need to invest the time and do it yourself when you've got more money in your business then you can pay someone else to do it and free up some time and that's the same whether you're paying an accountant or someone to do your website or someone to do your admin or whatever it is from my experience a good accountant will save you more money than you pay them each year And I first got an accountant when I needed to sort out a mortgage application because as a self-employed business owner, often you need letters from your accountant and they have to be signed and all that type of thing. But um, no, having an accountant, if it's the right accountant, can really, really make the difference. Um, If you've got a business where you can keep your paperwork organised and you're quite good at things, no, it's quite possible to do your tax return yourself. You know, at the end of the year, you're submitting three figures. How much money have you had in? How much money have you spent on stuff? They work out your profit and they tell you how much tax to pay. So if you're keeping accurate records, it's not necessarily complicated. But that being said, your accountant will tell you about other ways you can save tax, allowances you can use and things like that. And I say, I've always saved more than I pay my accountant. And it's just, you know, somebody else on your team with their area of expertise um, and works really well. 
Yeah. Oh, brilliant. I think that's that's really great advice. Um, so what services do you offer to small business owners, Claire? Yeah. So there are loads of things that I do to help small business owners. So effectively, there are two parts to my business. So I'm a regulated financial advisor. And what that means is that I work with clients to help them arrange mortgages if they want to buy a home or they want to remortgage onto a better rate, which as a business owner can be quite tricky because your paperwork isn't as straightforward as when you're employed and you've got pay slips and that type of thing. Mm-hmm. And I help business owners plan for retirement by setting up pensions because, again, as a small business owner, you won't have a pension. If you were working for another employer, they would have put you into workplace pensions through auto enrolment. We've all seen the advert on the telly with the fuzzy monster things sitting on a bench. Um, as a business owner, you're not part of that. So I help with those types of things. Um, and protection is a really, really important thing. So as a business owner, there are various types of protection. You might want things like life cover, like a death in service or sick pay. Set up your own private sick pay or private health care. And I can help with all of that. But the thing that I do most with business owners is on the money coaching and training side of my business, because there's a massive gap out there in terms of financial education. And I find that clients getting that light bulb moment when they finally understand how their numbers and their cash flow works means that their business can take off like a rocket because they haven't got to worry about this stuff anymore. So I spend a lot of time working with my clients to help them get all their foundations straight and solid And then to look at how are they going to grow their wealth? What do they want for the future? Do they want to buy their dream home? Do they want to travel the world, buy a second property, pay for their kids to go to university or even just retirement planning? You know, what are they going to do if you don't want to run this business until you're 90 years old? At some point, you're going to need some income coming in. So we do all of that stuff, but we do it in a way that is fun and interesting and lighthearted and it usually involves cake and coffee or prosecco and lunch and um, sometimes alpacas i've got a group of people coming to my home next week for a buy your dream home vip day i suppose you'd call it at my home where they'll learn all about buying a home as a business owner and the things you need to be aware of and they'll get to meet my alpacas and feed them as well so yeah it's it's a different spin on it like you said yeah, oh, that sounds absolutely brilliant. Um, and um, I'd love you just to share with people about um, a book that you are um, got coming up in the summer as well. Can you tell people a little bit more about that, Claire? Yeah, so I'm part of a group of amazing businesswomen and we're pulling together to release a book that's going to be for a charity in the summer, for a trauma abuse charity, um, where we're each going to tell a little bit of our journey Um, and how it's allowed us to get to where we are now Um, because we've all got a story and I suppose when you're in business one of the things that you want to do is use all the things you've learned in life to make somebody else's life that little bit easier to get you to where you want to be quicker than I got to where I wanted to be and yeah it's really really exciting Um, so that's coming out over the summer it will be all over my social media so watch out for it and um yeah, I can't say any more at the moment because there's so much exciting stuff going on, but it will be really, really great. Yeah, oh, that sounds so exciting. So, it's, you know, for me, we've sort of known each other a little while because you came into my group, didn't you, a few years ago. So um, it's great to see all the things that you're now involved with and how your business has grown. It's really exciting. Um, so, Claire, where can people find out more about you and the services that you offer? 
So um, I should be available on most of the social media channels. Um, Facebook is where I hang out most of the time. So feel free to friend request me. Sorry, I didn't say that very well. Uh, my name is Claire Sweet. Um, you will find me on Facebook. Um, friend request me. Send me a message if you want to. Um, check out the stuff on my personal profile. And I've got a page which is Piece Together Money Coaching with Claire Sweet. That's on Facebook as well. I've also got a YouTube channel, which is brilliant because each Friday I put out a little helpful video that tells you um, all you need to know about a particular topic. So we've talked about buying your dream home. We've talked about Bitcoin. We've talked about investing. There's so many great topics coming up all in a really sort of easy to follow format. And then my website is piecetogether.co.uk. So if you have a look on there, it will talk to you about all the different ways that you can work with me a bit more about me and my story and um yeah it'd be great to connect with some more of you oh that's absolutely brilliant claire well i'm sure lots of our listeners will want to come and you know check out all of your different ways to um find out how they can work with you and you know check out your social media so we'll be leaving all the links in the show notes for the podcast and we'll obviously be sharing on our social media and our newsletter um, that we send out so yeah people will easily be able to get hold of you after this so um, thank you so much for joining us today Claire. it really has been such a pleasure um, and I know Anna would have loved to have been here um, with us as well um, but obviously sadly she's not been able to today but um, I think you've shared some really brilliant advice that will just be so helpful for people you know with their small businesses um, to have this knowledge that they can listen to and sort of take forward Um, so thanks to everyone listening today it's been great having you listen to the podcast as always you can listen to us on Spotify iTunes and Stitcher and also on our podcast website so we'd love it if you could take the time to leave a review on iTunes and that would be absolutely amazing and we hope you'll join us next time for another great episode so thanks everyone for listening